Hey babes, welcome to Align by Design. I am Amy Elizabeth and together with Liz Coyles, we are Align by Design. We are bringing you human design in a way you've never experienced it before. We take you through the unsexy process of alignment so that you can tap into another level of sexy you didn't even know existed yet. All by becoming the most authentic you. We desire each of you to own your power so that you can fully experience the flow, the ease, the integrity, and the undeniable magnetism and sexiness that alignment brings so that you can create the impact your soul really desires and the income that's abundantly available to you. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to the Align by Design podcast. It is Liz Coyles, and it's so good to be back here. I have not done an episode in quite a while, so it feels really good to be hosting another interview today. And we have Caroline Britton today, who is a soul activator who helps women essentially come back to the true essence of who they are, which is such a beautiful, beautiful work to be doing in the world. So welcome to the podcast, Caroline. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's a pleasure to see you. Now, for the listeners, Caroline is a 6'2 emotional manifester. So before we dive into all of the things human design and your design, I would love for you to, to expand a little bit more on your work so people can get a better idea of what you do. Yeah, so I set up my coaching, mentoring, healing business about four years ago after corporate burnout. I was in the corporate world for about 14 years. And I set up a business predominantly based on business coaching. But it became very apparent to me that I was using more and more of my psychic abilities and getting incredible results for my clients. So I now find myself in a position with this incredible business, seven figures, a team all over the world, and working with such a variety of different people and entrepreneurs at the beginning stages, CEOs of companies, people in the public eye, um, stay at home mums, um, <laughs> actors, sports professionals. It's really varied. But I guess the the common thread that ties it all together is this soul activation. I really believe that my gift is to be able to help people see beyond the ego, the conditioning, and return to the truest essence of who they are so they can come here and, and express themselves in all their fullness. I love that. And what I love about what you do is really blending together the strategy right that kind of masculine business strategy that you're bringing to the table with your experience along with really tapping into your your psychic and intuitive abilities and tapping into the soul and spirituality and i think when you can blend those two together it really allows for such a balanced force of energy for people to be able to move through the world yeah i agree because i think that's what we're seeing the biggest shift in the collective at the moment is we have operated in such a manipulated masculine energy and we're looking for the sacred union of both we're looking to combine both the feminine and both the masculine to find that balance within us and i think that's what's so exciting about so many of us doing this work is that we are modeling that for people is like it's safe to be in your power and both and both are equally powerful yeah the feminine and the masculine 
Absolutely. Equally powerful and equally essential. You know, there's not one that's more important than the other in that kind of dance of getting into the flow of, of life, which is what we're all designed to be, to be doing and how we're meant to be moving through the world. So when it, when it came to you ultimately reaching that burnout, which is something that is very common for manifestors, you guys live in this sacral dominated world where you are taught to be go, go, go. How did that burnout happen for you? What was that like when you finally just thought, I'm, I'm done, I can't do this anymore? I feel like it sort of crept upon me. So it was actually after the birth of my second child, it was really coming to fruition. So what I remember is after I had my son, being quite frenetic. So like I'd be breastfeeding and then I'd be doing like work at 10 o'clock and then I'd be feeding him and then I'd be seeing friends and then I'd be hosting like a party and then we'd be up and down the UK seeing all these people. It was just like a bit, I was so in my masculine that I was uncomfortable with anything that was remotely feminine. So the way that I worked out, um, if I went to a yoga class, I wanted to be sure that I was getting like fitter or thinner. The Shavasana I found like torturous. And what happened for me is I continued in this energy and then I started projecting it onto achieving promotions and pay rises. So I push, 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 push. And then my body just started responding and stepping in anxiety and a panic attack. I was having pins and needles and going for MRI scans. I just kept pushing through it. And then it got to the point that actually I got sick. I got shingles. I basically burnt out. I completely crashed. Completely. Yeah, and got signed off from work. And that's where, because I stopped and I slept, I sort of came out of that. And I just thought something's not right here. And I did the hard stuff and sat with what wasn't right and wow it all came up like the need for validation mm. hard I was on myself you know I was being horrible to myself in my head about the way that I mothered or the way I was in the corporate world or as a wife or as a friend it was just and I sat with it and then I got help and I had healers and I did energy work and I had coaches and I had everything and it's like it just started shedding from me and it was at that point that I knew that I was going to have to follow this innate desire I'd had for the last two years to go and set up my business and help people and use my gifts. And that's where it started to shift. And the more that I came home to who I was and my uniqueness, you know, I'd worked in a very masculine environment where it was all about data analysis and logic. You know, I'm somebody who is driven by intuition and emotion and feeling. It's just like there was a complete disconnect there. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought it made me not good enough or not bright enough because I wasn't fitting into that world as hard as I tried. And when the shift started to happen where I started to see myself differently and do the internal work, um, I started feeding and nurturing my soul, my body, my connection to spirit. And that's when everything started shifting and the universe just opened like so much synchronicity, so many doors. 
so many clients came in and then I was in the position to be able to leave my corporate job um, and set up my own business. And I say I was in the position, I was emotionally in the position because I was ready. Financially, I really wasn't. I had loads of credit card debt. I was full of fear. I wasn't making that much money, but I took the plunge and then amazing things just started coming in. I love that story so much. And I think one of the most important pieces for, for listeners to take from that is the way you described it as a shedding. I, I work with people so often who just want the change now and they want everything to just happen overnight. And that impatience ends up stopping them from letting this be a process of shedding, of letting go of the pieces that are no longer serving us, of being really honest about what those are and working through traumas and limiting beliefs and, and places that we need to heal within ourselves in order to start opening up ourselves and really tapping in and hearing where we need to go. And it, 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 when you allow it to be a process of shedding, of day by day, of step by step, that's where, like you said, and then all of a sudden I, I was in the right place to leave my job. I think that's so important for people to hear because it's not all of a sudden like, I want this, boom, I'm quitting my job. Now, everyone has a different threshold of fear. So for some people, maybe that feels good. But if that doesn't feel good for you, just know that that's okay. And I think it's a beautiful example of seeing the process of alignment. It, it is something that we really have to allow space for the unfolding. And then we always say, you know, we start with the untangible, the non-tangible, and then we get to the tangible results. So starting to just be in the right place at the right time. You know, starting little synchronicities, those little synchronicities or numbers that are showing up or bumping into somebody. It might not mean a client, but it's, it's, it is a sign from the universe that you are doing the right thing and you are on the right path. Yeah. And I think you just said something that was so important about this evolution into alignment. I think so many of us are in a mentality that we have to be fixed. And for me, it's we're not inherently broken. We're on our soul's journey and path and we're evolving. And the work is never done. And actually, the further through the process you go, the more you realize that forever you're shedding, evolving, expanding, growing, feeling like you're going back 10 steps, then moving a little nudge forwards, and then sometimes leaping forwards. It's this constant dance that you're in with yourself and I think so many people are potentially not allowing themselves to fully move forwards because they feel they need to fix something in themselves first but if people can start repositioning it that they're on this journey with experience the duality of being a human being all of the things that brings and approach it in that way, I think we stop constricting things and we allow the energy just to move more. And as the energy moves more, it moves through us. And as we create space within us, we're able to hold more. And you will know this from having your own business. I mean, it's quite astonishing the direct correlation between doing the internal and energetic work and then your ability to be able to hold more power more wealth more visibility more fear all of it you know it all comes together it's all energy that's moving through us and i think this is what i find so fascinating at this point of the journey is 
at each step, I'm like navigating a whole new insight into who I am and the way the world works and seeing things differently. It just sort of blows my mind. Yeah. And it doesn't stop and it's not designed to stop. And when you can really embrace that, you get to move with it because we call it the unsexy work in human design or Adeline by design. We call it our unsexy work. And there are people who really get stuck in the unsexy work because of exactly what you just said, that trying to fix something about themselves when it's so expansive, when you can learn that you are meant to be moving through the unsexy while still enjoying certain parts of life and experiencing the joy and when you can hold space for both you really get to heal and grow at the exact same time so yeah it's it's really beautiful to hear you just talk about that experience and another thing that stuck out to me when when you were talking about the burnout was you have a defined heart so this is something somewhat rare in human design but 30 percent of the population ish have that that have that defined so there's this strong will, you know, energy inside of you. And when you want something, you want it and you're going to make it happen. And it's so important for people that have a defined heart out there to know and to learn this swing of balance between work and rest and work and rest. That defined heart really is like a battery. You need to charge it. It's, it can't keep you going. And, and that's exactly what happened. You know, you wanted something so badly. You wanted that success and you wanted that promotion and you wanted that validation that you ended up just completely burning yourself out. So I think sometimes in human design, people can see that defined heart and think, oh my gosh, you know, it's this limitless energy when you want something. It's still meant to be recharged. It's not meant to become this obsessive thing that you're working towards because no one's designed to work like that. Yeah, and that was a game changer with human design for me. You know, when I came to you for a reading, I'd heard all about human design and I thought, well, you know, what is this? What's everybody talking about being a manifestor or a generator and all of these things? And I was really drawn to the work that you do at Line by Design and I came along. And when we had that conversation and you said, you're supposed to do and then you're supposed to rest and when you're in your rest you're at your most powerful because that's when it all drops in and all of a sudden i was like that is exactly me like that's the way that i have run my business is that these periods of almost like i go in hermit wise and just kind of just connect whether I'm consciously doing it or not, but I kind of stop. And then I come out of it and it's like this momentum. It's like all of this energy. And then I go out and disperse it and then I go back into it. And the more that I understand that's actually a superpower of mine, it's like changed everything with the strategy in the business. And then the business is growing exponentially because of it. Because the fact is when I'm in the energy of push push do do make it happen how 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 i think i'm completely disconnected from the quantum from the supernatural from my inherent gifts i'm in my human and i'm limiting it so when i see myself consciously making time to rest and i actually really work three three and a half days a week it just seems to be like this dance i'm in of magic where it's all coming in and I do create momentum and then I go back and it's changed everything the way I interact with the team all of it you know I'm such a I'm such a fan of it I'm sending all my clients to you I, I, know. To you. I, know. <laughs> I think it's fantastic 
But I think that's actually a really interesting point about your business and the operation of your business is that you have sent so many of your, your team members to come get reading. So knowing now how you're designed and then starting to learn how your team members are designed, how has that changed how your business operates and your understanding of your team? Yeah, so I think it's worked both ways. I shared my reading with the team, so it, it's changed how they react to me and how they manage my expectations and who I am. And I think they knew a lot of it, but some of it was really interesting. And I know they have conversations of using those things that we found out in human design in order to help and support me further, which is amazing. And then vice versa, I think it's absolutely fascinating. Like one of the key people on my team who's based in California, like you are, she is a generator. So like how wonderful. So she is so good at being able to react and do with my whirlwind of energy that comes out. She's very consistent. She's able to really get tremendous amounts of work done in a really steady and grounded way. Whereas I can be like this kind of force of energy and creativity and all of these things. So all of a sudden we're working with that energy where I'm really driving and leading it. And then Nicole is over there really facilitating the growth and consistently doing and it's just working working amazingly actually it's really been a game changer for us so you know I think had I not known the way that I am by human design I think there might have been a tendency to think well I'll I should do because they're doing like that's what you do and I should push and I should feel guilty but actually I know that it works well when I bring it all through like this conduit for source give it to the team and say, this is where I want it led and this is what I want to do. And they take that and bring it into tangible form. So, oh, And that's just doing it your way, which I love. Amy always talks about how your business should be working for you. Uh, you're not meant to be working for your business. And when you can lead a business through your human design, you're able to see what that, not even see what it means. You're able to feel what that means to have your business working for you. And it's, it is, you know, success for you as a manifester. It's peace. It's peace. You have the three and a half days. You let yourself have the time to go and do what you do. You have the time to channel and download. You have the time to rest. You have time for your family. You know, you really get to have it all, which is how you're designed to be. And, you know, being a, a six, two, and also being a manifester, you can see how that flow of the rest and the work and the six and the two come together, right? With the two line needing that time alone, needing to go inwards, needing to kind of disconnect along with the restful side of the manifester. But then the six line being your conscious line is always going to be, you know, it's the role model. It's always going to be pulling that two line that's kind of hiding away to say, come on, come on. We got, we have, we have things to do. I've had a download. We got to go. We got to go share this with the world. So when you can give yourself permission to have that swing and create that space. I mean, you have evidence of how beautiful it's been in your business. Yeah. So what was that like, you know, during our reading, hearing what it was like to be a manifester and, and, a, and an emotional manifester at that? Yeah, I thought it was fascinating because it reaffirmed what I felt I knew anyway about 
basically somebody who gets their guidance by opening up their channel connecting in and allowing it to move through i don't need it from other people i can tap directly into the source and i found that really empowering because you know i know that's the way i work i know i pull energy through but the fact that that was also linked to an ability to be able to lead and to innovate and to pave the way felt really really powerful to me i mm. came away from that reading and i think i went on holiday shortly after if i remember and i remember walking around in croatia listening to you in my ears and like the more i listened to it the more it just seemed to make sense on every single level about the way that i was operating my business and i'd intuitively been doing it anyway in many many ways but actually this took it to the next level for me of a really deep understanding of what I'm here to do and when I'm in my magic. Mm, that's amazing. And I remember, I think it was, I think it was Nicole that I had done the reading for, but she was saying how when your team did listen to your reading, understanding as an emotional manifester, you go through these waves and you experience them and they're, you don't know when they're going to come on for you you have the spontaneous wave so it can come through as moodiness and right and and, and it's expressed right there's i mean people are going to feel the energy but also that channel's going directly to your throat so you definitely are meant to be talking about and expressing your emotions so to know with your team i can't remember which team member it was but she was like and you know we just know now or maybe it was you when i close the door we know okay like but just to allow yourself that space and for your team to know it's not me there's nothing going on yeah. i didn't you know it's just caroline needs some space right now or caroline's moving through a wave like how powerful and and loving and open and spacious is it to to do that for for somebody on a on a team to give them that space to ride a wave experience their emotions and not attaching it to anything that has to do with the work yeah and i think that's the amazing thing because the way that i've always led the team is very truthful i am vulnerable i am open i'm powerful i talk about my fear you know i'm there in the buzzy energy if i'm there in my fear i'm expressing it it's like it just has to come out of my throat chakra it's just who i am and it can be so easy as a team to internalize that and think god maybe i should be really worried or maybe i should I think she might be talking about me or that they know that I'm so direct and clear and you get what you see and if there's such a truth with the words that I speak that they can take it at its word and I think what they do so brilliantly since they understand this at an even deeper level is that's the way I work I literally have I go a bit quiet they kind of know it's coming then I'm there, like this ball of energy, right, right, creative, blah, 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 million miles an hour, not really caring much for spending much time on the details or the doing, but, you know, just this whirlwind of energy. And what is so brilliant about the team is they can take that energy and they can sit there and they're much more methodical and practical and they work together with this we've got like this lovely blend where i feel like i'm in my magic and power and then i've got this team who are in theirs and would it work if they were also emotional manifestors probably not like you need that balance i know you and amy have it and i think 
for anybody out there who's got a team, it's really, really liberating to find out how you can work with each other's different personalities, different ways of showing up. So it's been, mm-hmm. it's been fantastic. And that comes from the root of that is communication, right? Of course, there's, you know, a job description and, and what's expected of you, but it really comes from like, do these things light you up? You know, what are you excited about? Maybe there's a role that's better for you based on what you're lit up by. And when you can really identify people on your team who some people love this aspect and some people love that, that's how you can create this beautiful flow of just a well-oiled machine is how I look at it is everyone has their own function and everybody when they're really happy and lit up in their own function it creates a seamlessness and that's how the business can really create momentum and sustain itself I I speak to a lot of manifestors who are early on in in their business and maybe they're just solopreneurs at the at, at the moment so what advice do you have? Because what I hear from a lot of manifestors is a lot of fear around how am I going to build a team? My energy is inconsistent. Are people going to be able to understand me? What if I just get into a flow and somebody's not there? So how did you really consciously create a team based upon your energy and how you work? I feel like when you're building a team, it's so easy to operate purely from the cerebral, to make a list of all the things that makes sense and look at what everybody else is doing and think well I surely should have a tech person or a PA person or a business manager I actually do it the other way around I come into the energy of who I'm becoming because we can do that we can tap and channel into our higher selves into source I connect in and then I ask myself what I want to feel with my team how my life and my business wants to feel where I'm most lit up and then the areas that I need support on in order to be able to facilitate that as my truth. So for instance, as a manifester, I know that I'm going to be doing and then I'm going to be resting. So what's important for me is that I have team members who are consistently there five days a week so they can hold that space for clients, they can do, they can make sure operations run really smoothly. That's important. I'm also with people who, when it comes through, it comes through really quickly. And it's not always just one thing. It's like loads. So I need people who can be in that energy and just get things done pretty quickly, because when I'm ready to move, I'm ready to move. So actually, I would look at the energy and the feeling that you want to get from your team members first before you get into the granular details of exactly what they'll be doing and that that has always really helped me um with the people that I've brought into my world amazing that's great that's great advice and I'm, I'm looking at your chart as you're speaking and you are a specific manifester and your awareness era also goes to the left so there's definitely you know write the list of what you want that's um a specific manifester and you're also defined in your your crown and your ajna which we, we talked about on your reading but that, that you know leaves a very um busy busy mind lots of lots of thoughts and ideas and um inspirations popping into your head so do you have any practices at all to help quiet down the mind um just so that it's not so so busy and loud all the time yeah, so I make space for it consciously. So 
for me, my biggest stream of consciousness comes when I'm in nature and I'm walking and I'm at my most activated in the morning. So every single morning I go out in nature, I walk the kids to school and I walk back and I go through like this forest and it's like an hour and a quarter and I let it move through me. It's almost like an understanding with source that like this is your time and this is my time and I allow it to move through and then I go home and there's journaling and that time between when I wake up and 11am in the morning, there's no client calls, I'm not in my emails. I might occasionally be in my boxes, but it's really protected. And because I have that time dedicated to allowing it to move through, after that, I tend to go more into my doing, you know, coaching, writing emails. And it just helps compartmentalize as a discipline. This is when the information comes through. So that's one of the techniques. Another thing for me is breath work kundalini yoga letting it move through me is another thing through whatever movement whatever that might be i let it have its kind of process but also and i think this is just absolutely key i don't work on a friday saturday or sunday and monday i don't have any client calls so really when i finish on a thursday night i'm in my off rest coffee with friends experiences whatever it might be and i that's worked really well for me i've compartmentalized something that if i wasn't careful would me would be me constantly on those are all great pieces of advice and i think the most important thing in getting to that place is to Take the time to understand yourself and be honest with yourself about how you work best. I think there are so many entrepreneurs or people who are just starting out that the thought of taking an hour and a quarter to go for a walk after you drop the kids off, well, I can't do that. I have to get back. I have to work. I've got to be creating, right? You get right into that rush when we have to, we are the only people as entrepreneurs that are going to give ourselves permission to go for the walk to go take the morning to be slow. There are no rules. There are no rules. The rules have been given to us and the rules are shoulds. But when you can understand how you work best and honor that and give yourself the space to go on the walk and clear your mind and, and you know, and, I, and it's interesting because a lot of emotional authorities, the morning is their time for clarity. So if you are an emotional authority listening, tap into what time of day feels best. But I hear so often that I wake up in the morning and it's like, boom, use that time to your advantage. You know, don't let it pass you by. This is where as an emotional authority, you make the best, most aligned decisions for yourself. So just jumping right into your day is jumping right into misalignment. So yeah, just really getting to know how you operate best, letting yourself do that, giving yourself permission allows for you to be able to get into the flow and really start to thrive yeah and I think this is the big thing is it comes with experience so at the beginning of this journey for me it would just have brought so much fear up the thought that you would have that morning it was overindulgent I wasn't doing I wasn't being productive by pushing the parameters of myself and saying well I'm going to explore 
and play with the energy of connecting in. And then you start seeing results and evidence. And the more you see, the more it reaffirms the fact that you're on the right path with operating your day like that. Now, I know that my business will not grow at the speed it is if I wasn't having those mornings. It's like the fundamental part of the business strategy. It really is. It's more important than sitting and going through my emails or sitting and thinking how I'm going to launch a program. This is like the magic. This is the gold dust. But it's taken me pushing the parameters of my belief system. I've come from a background about you do and you work and you control and you hustle and pushing my belief systems around that and changing it and then trying it, seeing the evidence and building the face. So I would really encourage people to start playing with the parameters of the way they're showing up to look at their belief systems and start moving through like the icky beliefs that say they can't operate the way they want to, have the discipline to implement it, and then consistently look for evidence that it's working. And then you're just gonna keep growing and growing your faith in it. And then before you know it, it's like a habit, it's locked in, it's just the way that it is. Yeah, and and it just gets to be fun and it just gets to feel, easy and exciting that's a thing the universe has not designed a, a, a path for you to take in life that is going to feel serious or is going to bring out any of your not self themes or to make you feel suffocated or or bored or stuck that is that is not how you're designed to be it's it's meant to feel fun and exciting you're meant to be feeling free to go and do and, and live the way that you want to live and do the things that really, really light you up. It's just about you, like you said, really pushing those parameters. So that's so beautiful. As a manifester, a lot of people struggle with the conditioning of really playing small. Manifestors are a big energy and you guys have what they call a repelling aura. I look at it like a, a, an aura that's simply going to repel anybody who's not vibing at your frequency or genuinely wanting to be in your world and ready to be in your world. Uh, so I look at that as more of a, a protection for you guys and your, your energy. But did you ever struggle through life with playing small in order to be, be liked or be accepted. I, I imagine shifting from the corporate world and like you said, having an upbringing where there were these really high expectations on you to shift into this. Now, granted, you, you're an entrepreneur, but it's spiritual and a little psychic. And, you know, was there any part of you that had to really push through to show all of yourself and, and be comfortable to do that? Yeah, like a million percent. I mean. I am such or have been such a people pleaser. I want people to like me, you know? And the thing is with the work that we choose to do and when we're standing more and more in our truth and our power, we're not gonna be for everybody. And sometimes an act of service is even triggering somebody in the room. What's really interesting to me is that when I was at preschool, play schools, so I was about four, um, I just refused to speak. So for, they were like saying to my mum and dad, like, is she okay? She just doesn't speak. And I really feel, having done a lot of energy work and gone back there, I really feel I understand why, which is my energy was just too big, I think. It felt like I was so connected 
such an intuitive little child you know in the garden seeing mm. fairies seeing all sorts of things and then I get in this environment and it's just not really appropriate if you want to fit in to to be talking about these things so I think I sort of went quiet and then I think as I went through the corporate world that towards the end started coming back like a real reticence to speak um really getting in knots about what I was going to say and whether I was going to be impressive and really playing down who I was and conforming. And then I saw it again a couple of years ago, maybe a little bit longer ago in my business when I really started owning my intuitive gifts, my psychicness. I was absolutely terrified to speak my truth. I actually wrote a post talking about my gifts. I wrote it and then I thought I was going to be sick and I put it out there and I walked out of my bedroom and I ran back to my phone to delete it. And as I ran back to my phone to delete it, there was a message on there from a client saying, oh, we've always known you're like this. Yeah. And then another message. And then my mum called and said, we've seen your post. We know like you're like that. You've all, you know, and these amazing conversations. And then I think from that point onwards, there was a shift away from trying to show up as somebody I wasn't, trying to do things in a traditional coaching model and allowing myself just to be all of me. Not, I think that's the thing about the coaching industry. I feel really passionate about this. It's like we're not proclaiming to be perfect. And I think it's really important. It's not, I'm perfect, look at me, do what I say. I have all the answers. I really feel we're shifting away from this to... I'm leading myself from a place of authenticity and integrity. I'm walking this. My goodness, it's hard for me still. And I have this and that. And I'm still figuring it out. But I'm owning that truth. And I think that is really powerful. And when I look around at like the people who are doing this work, you and Amy included, and coaches or mentors that I really look up to, that's the energy they have. So it's giving me permission to have more and more of that energy. It's like we're fueling a movement now, which is like, you know, not do what I say, but I'm on my own path here leading myself. And by being in my energy and my space, it gives you permission to do the same. And then we're just empowering all these incredible people as we move along. Yeah. And this is what I've learned at this level of expansion that I've gotten to. And I, and I want to share with you what's worked for me and what hasn't. Nothing makes me feel more disheartened than hearing people who I work with, who have worked with a coach who says, you can't do that, or that's wrong, or that's not the way to do it. And I'm like, oh, but if it doesn't feel good for you, it's not for you, you know? So there's so many people who can get stuck because someone's saying this is the way rather than this is what I've done, you know, and it's, and it's worked. And, and I think that the beautiful part about leading from the place that we are leading from is, is the vulnerability and the, the openness and the warmth in it. You know, there's, there's so many people who fear uh, getting a seat at the table because they're suffering from imposter syndrome or what if people are going to judge me that I'm not quite where they are yet, or I haven't hit that financial milestone yet, or I don't have that many clients yet. And it's like, when you can lead with grace 
you can look at them with absolute compassion knowing, oh my gosh, I was there. I was there. You will get through this. Don't worry. I remember, I remember getting through that level to the next expansion. I know exactly what it feels like. And I'm here for anything if you need me. And it's just such a empowering movement and, and way of, of operating in business and leading and, and coaching. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what it's like. It's like that level and you think like you've broken it and like you're there and then it's the next thing. It's the next level of fear or shadow work. And you think, oh, come on. Like I thought I'd like look to this and you're there again. And it's like, I always used to think, you know, I get to a certain point in my business, making a certain amount of money or a certain amount of clients. And then all the other stuff goes away, like the fear and those questions about whether I'm worthy and deserving and all of these things are just going to go, but they don't. And I used to find it so absurd when people were making eight figures and they'd say, but I still feel scared and unsure. But that I can really see that as a truth now as I expand more and more and more. It's just, you know, you get to the next level and it all comes up again and you make these big, bold moves and you've got to hold more uncertainty and more fear. And then you get through it and you navigate your way to the next level. And then the next level of power and growth and visibility comes in and you ride the high and then you go through it again, but at a different level. And it's like this constant journey. This is why I'm so passionate about people having mentors and coaches because it's being held and supported by somebody who's also going through that process potentially at a different stage or further along that can hold you. Um, because I know that when I look around, there's not a lot of people in my life who are business owners or who are doing this. So to be held in that space by people who are going through it and what is quite a unique industry, the coaching industry is, it's an amazing place. It's a strange place. It's, you know, um, that's, that's really, really powerful. I think in terms of the work that we're doing and, and what I do want to say is this really landed earlier. I was speaking to uh, one of my private coaching clients and we were talking about her and her activation and so much is coming in for her. And she was asking about how she holds more in her body. And she was telling me about somebody who'd called her and was in floods of tears and was going through this journey and having this really hard time. And it like really landed with me is by me holding space for my private coaching client, that private coaching client is holding space for that client. And then same with my mentor and coach. It's like we're all holding energy, but not just for the person immediately in your world, but the people who are coming into the worlds of the people that you're helping and working with. So you think about the power of that energy collectively. It's enormous isn't it and that is the most motivating thing about this work absolutely it's a ripple effect that just gets to move through the collective and that's that's how it starts and also that's the beauty of the manifester because <laughs> you guys have i mean that's really how your energy is designed right you are 
initiating. You are the ones getting the downloads. You are the ones, I mean, we all, we can all get downloads, but manifestors definitely are, are so closely connected to, to source. So to be receiving and initiating and moving, you guys get to really start it all, right? Like push that domino and push forward the collective and just watch the, the power of what you do. It's, it's amazing. And, and I was getting the visual of a video game when we were, when you were talking about just level and level, right? It's like, we, 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 we beat that level. Okay. But that doesn't mean that at that next level is not going to be new challenges and new things we have to get over and a recalibration. And then the next level, it starts again. It's, it's, it, you know, I think people kind of look at it as like, it just gets easier and easier and easier. No, it's just different kind of work that you're doing and different kinds of shadows or limiting beliefs or fears that pop up. Um, but it's just about having the desire to be moving through that and, and holding that, not just vision, but connection with your higher, higher self. I think that's one of the most important things that somebody can do is tap into your higher self you know, who, who, who are they? What, what does, you know, for me, I'm like, what, who is she? What is she, what does her day look like? Where is she vacationing? What does her fashion sense look like? And when you can connect with her, you can start to perceive the world as her. You can start to make decisions on her as her, and that's how you can become her. So I think it's one of the most important things that you can do for sure. Caroline, this conversation has been amazing. It's so good to see you again, because I haven't seen you since our reading. But uh, before we go, please let everybody know where they can find you and um, if there's any offerings that you have at the moment or, or where people can, can work with you and come, come into your world. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. I love talking to you. And I'm really hoping to get out to LA and see you hopefully at some point. Yes. So it's all the usual places. So Instagram, Caroline Britton Coaching, or I've got a website, which is www.caroline-britton.com. And if people head over to the free resource section, there's loads of free online programs. There's one at the moment about um, activating yourself and growing your coaching business. There's programs in there about connecting deep within you. There's healing meditations. There's all sorts. The free resource section is amazing on the website. So I'd say go over there see where you're guided, immerse yourself into my world and, and see what comes through. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Caroline. Align by design.